a very good afternoon. It's Nile Boyle and Witcher for the next hour or so. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Sorry we had a few glitches there just to start. One or two false starts, as they say. I do apologise for those who tuned into the original stream and then had to switch over to the new one. These things happen, you know. Technology is weird. I think God is playing tricks on us or something like that. If indeed there is one. Um, we've a lot to get through today, but the main thing I wanted to talk about was drugs. And don't forget, by the way, I will ask you as well to support the show. Not with drugs, obviously, with money. If you can support the show, please don't forget, go on to our website, nileboylan.com. You can either subscribe on the website, you can watch all the previous interviews. For example, this afternoon, I'm going to be talking to Eddie Hobbs about the WHO Treaty. That will go on to the website. It doesn't go on to the stream. It goes on to the website. And you can watch all those by subscribing on the website. And it's five ninety nine plus tax. And you're paying basically to buy a pint of beer for the three of us once a month. If you want to donate, you can. Thank you very much indeed to one or two people who donated over the weekend. Uh, one person, actually a substantial amount. I really appreciate it. We do appreciate it because that'll pay the bills for four or five days. So we really do appreciate every bit of help that we get because we don't get paid for giving you this platform every single day. And remember, this is a very important time in Irish history. Never in Irish history have I seen a time where people's opinions matter more. And because, as we can see, they're slowly but surely shutting down your opinions. They even want to bring in laws to prevent you from speaking. So it is most important that you subscribe. It's most important that you support. And I know it costs a little bit of money, and I do apologize for that. We've no other way of making money. So it's really important that you subscribe to free speech and you subscribe to have a platform where you're uncensored. Remember, this platform not only streams live, as you know, we get thousands of viewers every single day, on both the Twitter feed, on our website, on Facebook, and everywhere else that we stream YouTube, everywhere else that we stream live. But on top of that, we get sixty or 70,000 downloads every single day as well. So a lot of people are listening to what you have to say, and it's really, really important that you have that platform. So today, I want to talk about drugs. Ireland, as you know, is becoming a very, I suppose, liberal society more so than any other society in this world, probably. And the Citizens' Assembly has recommended to the government last October that the state pivots from the status quo to a comprehensive health-led response to drugs, including decriminalisation for people found in possession of drugs. <clears throat> now, remember, they're not just talking about cannabis here because there's an argument to be had if you want to have that debate about that. They're talking about all drugs. They're talking about Class A drugs, heroin, cocaine, amphetamines, um, any drugs you can think of, they're talking about it. The details of how decriminalisation can be legislated for is a question for the Oireachtas Committee, should uh, they determine to do that. Now, the Chair of the Assembly, Paul Reid, said the Assembly has start, uh, stated loud and clear that the state needs to take much more ambitious and progressive approaches to dealing with drugs in Ireland. Really, Paul? Is that what you really think? I don't know, as Paul got kids. The Assembly recommenda uh, recommendations call for significant change to how drugs are or how drugs issues are dealt with in Ireland, including by political systems and also by the criminal justice and the health systems and by the community and voluntary organisations providing supports across the country. He said there is no time to waste. There has been much talk in recent years about the Portuguese approach to drugs. The Citizens' Assembly has now recommended the Irish version of the Portuguese model. And the Assembly's final report will be submitted to the Oireachtas on schedule by the end of this year. And the, uh, the ball will then be firmly in the court of the elected politicians. Now, <clears throat> the elected politicians have decided to kick it down the road a little bit. But we want to talk about it now because I think it's really important. In Portugal, where dealing drugs remains a criminal offence, such centres receive hundreds of thousands of visits each year. And this liberal approach does not translate into popularity, by the way, among the general citizens. One recent survey found that 75% of residents in Portugal perceive drug use as a problem in their community. 
And yet now the police don't arrest anybody. It's still technically a criminal offence, but you don't get arrested for it. You just get a warning, a slap in the hand, or told to go to a drug rehab. And what they'll say to you about Portugal is, those who kind of use Portugal as an example to hold up as some sort of wonderful pillars of society, they will tell you that, look, Niall, drug crime has gone down in Portugal. Well, of course it has, because people are not being charged anymore. So logically, drug crime goes down. That doesn't mean the use of drugs or dealing in drugs has gone down, because it hasn't. In fact, it's probably gone up. A few countries have been more ravaged by illegal drugs in recent decades than the US, of course, where recreational use of cannabis is now legal in half the states of America, or almost certainly half. Only one US state has adopted the Portuguese model, and that's Oregon, where 58% of residents voted in favour of the legal possession of small amounts of drugs. Are they mad? Anyway, some of the lines we hear from the lefties are, cannabis isn't any worse than alcohol. Doctors will tell you that it is that even social use of cannabis has failed us miserably. The war on drugs has failed. Where, how has it failed? You can't catch every hall, but in Garda Shikana have been reasonably successful over the last few years with some large halls of drugs and cocaine that would have went to other countries and ravaged a lot of communities across the country and across Europe if they hadn't caught them. A health-based approach is better than a criminal justice system when it comes to addiction. Do you think that's really going to deter people from taking drugs? that you get brought along, you know, and they shake your hand and say, come on, we bring you to a hospital and see how you feel, rather than bring you into a courtroom. And the best line that they use, the lefties use all the time, is prohibition doesn't work. Now, that is the biggest fallacy ever, because it's bullshit. Because prohibition does work. It's not perfect, but it does work. Because we have prohibition in all walks of life. It's illegal, for example, to drive over 80 miles an hour on a motorway in this country, or... 120 kilometres an hour, as they say. Now, some people will do it, but others won't because they know it's illegal and they don't want to get caught. It's illegal to kill somebody. I'm pretty sure if murder was legal, a lot more people would be doing it. It's illegal to steal. It's illegal to do a lot of things in this country. That's a prohibition. You're prohibited from doing these things because it's illegal. Now, if we didn't have prohibitions, we'd live in a lawless society like the Purge or something like that. So to suggest that prohibition is not working when it comes to drugs is utter nonsense. Because prohibition certainly deters some people from taking drugs or risking carrying drugs. So those in favour state that the only way forward is to help drug users and not punish them. The state should regulate, they say, the sale of drugs from outlets licensed by the government. This in turn would slow down the trade of the gangland criminals and the lives lost through street trade. But that's entirely up to the Garda Shikana to investigate those matters and arrest those people and put them behind bars, if that's what they're doing. Also, when regulated drugs on the streets, they will argue that the poisons currently mixed with drugs will be eradicated, making drugs safer for those who want to go down that rocky road. Well, if that was the case, why don't we just, you know, allow the illegal sale of putching? Because, of course, that's what would have happened many, many years ago when they banned alcohol in America. You had the putching stills all over the countryside selling illegal alcohol, which was killing people. I mean, realistically, does it make any difference if it's regulated or unregulated, if there's poisons in it or if there's not? We all know that cocaine, heroin and higher class A drugs are very dangerous. But I want to know if you think it would make a difference. Do you think decriminalizing and regulating, and I always, this word decriminalizing, it's essentially legalizing, but it's legalizing to the back door, isn't it? Because decriminalizing just means that you're taking a health-based approach. So when you see John or Mary walking down the road strung out of their head and they have 20 wraps of heroin in their pocket, you know, you're not really bringing them to court. 
No, well, we don't anyway, do we? Really, we seem to ignore them in this country. But what you're what you're essentially doing is taking them by the hand and saying, "Listen, would you like to go? Here's a card for somebody that might be able to help you. If you want to turn up, you can turn up. If you don't want to turn up, you don't turn up." That's essentially what we're doing. That's not going to make an ounce of difference. That's not going to deter John or Mary from wanting to get off drugs because we're taking away the red light and we're putting a green light on drugs. But maybe you have a different view of it. And I want to know what you think. Maybe you think the war on drugs has been lost. Let us know what you think. The number is 85 122 That's 85 122 Do you believe drugs, all drugs, should be decriminalised? Let me go to Maureen. Maureen, hi, how are you? Hi, Nile. how are you? Good, Maureen. Do you think all drugs should be decriminalised? Oh, God, no. Mm. That's an awful... That's, that's just heading down another disastrous road. Mm. So this country is a kip already uh, <clears throat> and being sarcastic now here. So why not add another disaster into the shite pot and stir it? Mm. I mean, we've, we've got essentially a lot of problems already in this country when it comes to alcohol, we have, for example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the, the legal drug in the country that's on sale in supermarkets, cheap liquor. Um, one of the one of the legal drugs, and now you're going to add every other drug on top of that. So you're going to more people strung out of their heads. And as far as the drug cartels are concerned, they're going to be clapping their hands with glee here. What I don't understand is we spend a fortune, you know, campaigning to stop people from smoking because we know how dangerous it can be. Exactly. You know, heroin, cocaine, and all these amphetamines and whatever else it happens to be are a lot more dangerous, and now we're campaigning to do the opposite, to legalise them. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, then you go, to back to the, go back to the, the, the smoker, right? Now, yeah, well, I smoke. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't drink alcohol. I hate the stuff. But I enjoy my cigarette, my cup of coffee if I was out. Mm-hmm. But people look at me as if I'm the criminal because I'm smoking an ordinary cigarette. But they will argue, okay, here's their argument. Maureen, you can sit down and have your cigarette, even though it's yeah. not, you know it's not good for your health, and so do I. So you, you can sit down and have your cigarette. Nobody's going to stop you. They're for sale. Mind you, if they brought drugs out now, they'd never be legalised. But they're for sale. Uh, and that's your body, your choice, all that kind of stuff. So why won't you give somebody else the choice to, you know, take heroin or take cocaine if that's what they want to do? That's their argument. Well, exactly. But you see, the next thing we're going to hear coming into the argument is, oh, my body, my choice. You see, that went and came and went and came. Mm. Right? So that's what's going to be coming into it next. But I'm not going to be strung over around the oh, street my... and causing a problem. Yeah. Smoking my cigarette where they're going to be strung around the street and just causing bloody more problems. And Adding to every other problem that's in this kip already. Do you think the drug use would increase in Ireland if we legalise oh, or yes, decriminalise? No, no, without, it would increase without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. That's, that's my opinion on it. So, I think it's shocking. Stay there just for a second. Let me just go to Joseph. Joseph, hi, how are you? Yeah, no, thank you for having me on again. Good. Joseph, what, um, what do you think of what the Citizens' Assembly are suggesting? Now, the government have said they've kicked the Gina Kenny's bill. They've kicked down the road for nine months, probably till after the election because they're terrified to do it before an election. But do you think it's a good idea even? No, of course not. Uh, I think the intro you gave there pretty much explained it. Um, there's no city in the world they can point to and say, just decriminalisation has actually worked. It's made anything better. All the cities that have, they have just turned to absolute, you know, shite, as the, the previous caller said. Um 
Well, well if, if they've turned to shite, why are they doing it? Why do the Citizens' Assembly, who I'm assuming interviewed many experts on the matter, why are they coming to the conclusion that this is... I mean, I those quotes I read out, these are the usual quotes that came from Citizens' Assembly, but they also came, you know, from the average person. We need a health-based approach rather than a criminal justice approach. The, dro- the war on drugs has failed. Prohibition doesn't work. You know those lines that you hear trotted out all the time? It's like a 15-year-old decided to make an argument for something uh, with, you know, 10 minutes of research on Google. Um, they're not very clued in. And I think, honestly, the, the Citizens' Assembly, I'd really love to check who exactly is behind this, because it doesn't seem to be a Citizens' Assembly. It doesn't have um, general kind of connection to the people. You know, there's no common sense there. I don't know, if it went to a referendum, you'd probably get the majority of people saying no. So where are they getting this Citizens' Assembly from? That's my problem. It's like the, the same NGO problem we're having, where the government are basically doing through the back door what they can't do straight up. They're, they're selecting people to say the things they want. Now, the reason they want to do this is because they want everyone to be so strung out on and dependent on the system. That that would suit them very well, I think. Mm. So um, it's something that we should resist because we know it's common sense. They look, having everyone inebriated, having everyone um, addicted to something, that's not going to be a, a benefit for society on a whole. That's something we have to fight against. Why would you ever want that? And yet we have the same problem with alcohol, they'll say. I'm, you know, I'm a non-drinker. I've given it up. I think you have as well now. Many people are starting to come around and say, look, getting twisted drunk is not the way to be. It doesn't make your life better. It's a mistake. I mean, we just have alcohol because historically it's been the thing that was available. We could make it since the plus fourth century or something. You know, so, no, if, so if alcohol was only, in, was only developed tomorrow, it would never be legalized. And neither would cigarette smoking either. I mean, they would never be given a license if we brought them out now, but but they're with us and that's just what we have to do. We are, I suppose, at the moment, like the UK, like many other countries, we're trying desperately to, you know, eventually rid ourselves of, of cigarettes. That they, Eventually, yeah. I'd say in the future, people won't smoke cigarettes because we're very educated yeah. around it. But what, but, I find bizarre is, but what I find bizarre is that, and Maureen likes to smoke and that's her business, but, but the thing about it, what I find bizarre is we're constantly banging on about how dangerous cigarette smoking is and campaigning and spending millions trying to get people to give it up. And then we're going to basically legalise another drug. I, I just find, yeah, and we're campaigning it, but, to do that. Sorry, Maureen, yeah. But you know, yeah. But you see, as you, we know, look, anything that comes in the back door eventually walks in the front door. And they're, mm. trying to, they're trying now to make country smoke-free and all the rest of it. So they make it smoke-free, but now they want everybody strung out, out of their brains on drugs. Well, maybe that would suit them because we wouldn't notice what they're up to. Yeah, sorry, Joseph. Exactly. They want people unaware. They want people lazy. They want people too high to know what's going on. When you smoke a cigarette, you're still coherent. You can still say, I'm pissed off with the government. I'm, you know, reading about them. When you're you're either drunk or you're high on whatever chemicals you've taken, you, you can't do that. You can't engage and you can't be an activist. So, you know, that kind of shows you which drugs are they allowing and which are they trying to ban. There's some reasons for that. And this is clearly, uh, we're being led by a government who's not acting in our best interest. That's what I see out of it. And the idea or the argument, say, even in relation to cannabis, because they would say it's really unfair, you know, if Johnny, the, the student, gets caught with, you know, I don't know, five, ten grams of cannabis in his pocket, you know, that he ends up with a criminal record. He may never be able to go to the United States again because a criminal record for drugs. That's unfair. We shouldn't be approaching drugs like that. No, I mean, I don't know about the, the full criminal record and, and, you know, 
kids do make mistakes. There is that sort of thing. But just full on legalizing it outright and saying, look, we won't do anything to anyone. There are lads going along with a, you know, a duffel bag of 20,000 euros or 100,000 euros of, of cannabis. And, you know, should we let them off the hook? Because clearly they're well, just well, supporting Well, it. that's not what they're talking about. They are saying for personal use. So I know, you know, Kenny's bill set up to five grams. And I think it's like four plants in your house if you want to grow them and that kind of. So there is limitations to, the, to decriminalization. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it's step by step incremental. And then they'll say, oh, what's personal use? Well, I smoke more than you. So clearly I'm yeah, allowed, you I know. I need 10, I, 10 grams. <laughs> Yeah, I know some people who go through a kilogram in a day, so why not put it up to that and uh, do yeah, Okay, you know? well, stay there, both of you. Let me go to Morris, who actually agrees with it. Morris, hi, how are you doing? Noel, how are you doing? Yeah, I, listen, I, I don't agree with um, legalising everything, especially hardcore drugs. Like, anybody that's on heroin or methadone or really crack cocaine, that really hardcore, that destroys lives, like you see down on the boardwalk, walking zombies, they should be registered drug addicts and controlled by the government. But I mean to say, somebody that wants to take leisurely drugs, as we call them now, cocaine or cannabis. Leisurely? By all means. Okay, still a class, by the way, cocaine is still a class A yeah. drug, by the way. Okay. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's coming down the ladder because there's other shit out there. Now, I read an article at the weekend about a girl that was taking Fent- crystal meth. And she, oh, fentanyl she, is yeah, a big one fentanyl, as well. Fentanyl, yeah. yeah. And she, do you know what she did? Do you know what she did? She poked her own eyes out. Yeah. Well, so, do you, so do you really want to... Yeah, but do you really want to decriminalize all those? Uh, no, no, these are people that are making choices. But listen to me tell you, since the beginning of time, when they took mummies out of the pyramids, there was cocaine found in their systems and cannabis. So it was being used from the time dusk. All we have to do is take it away from the criminals. Yeah, but, but I, don't, I don't think it was used in the same... I mean, drugs, you're right, drugs have been... Because it comes from plants. So, you know, obviously yeah, people, exactly. you know, thousands of years ago would have taken derivatives yeah. from plants and taken it because it made them feel good or made a little tea out of it or something. I don't know what they did yeah. with it. So, and you know so, so it's, so it's highly likely it's in their systems, obviously, but not for the yeah. same purposes. They, it wasn't like they no, had drug dealers that. going around. They didn't have, you know, the kinahens going around no. in Egyptian times. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing it we was need free. to take out with America. But look, I'd say to you is... You know we're a bit, more, ed- we're a bit more educated, Morris, I think, than the Egyptians. I would like to think maybe we're not. Well, I don't know. I think they were, they were well ahead of the posse. But what I'd say to you is, is uh, you know as well, there's a lot of people out there with medical problems that take cannabis oil or GP, That's fine. GPD, whatever that's it's called. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, not but, against, I'm not against legalizing yeah. it for medicinal purposes and that's cannabis oil for, drugs, yeah, for pain relief. Yeah. I'm not against that. That's completely different. 100%. Same here. Yeah, but you're saying about the guards and everything else, right? The corruption going on in the guards. You know there's an ex-commissioner, guard commissioner, in prison because he was caught with over £700,000 worth of cannabis in his possession. And then there was a police station on this, the east coast of Ireland where over £200,000 worth of cannabis that was in an evidence room went missing. So don't tell me drugs hasn't corrupted the police corps. The police force in yeah, this well, country. it certainly has corrupted some individuals, obviously, because yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely, yeah. because it's hard to resist sometimes, and I understand that. I understand why that yeah. happens, but that's still not a reason for society to turn around and say, "Well, let's take this bad stuff and make it legal." Well, essentially, decriminalize. Oh, you're the, yeah, but it doesn't show you how bad the, uh, the the reach of drugs is that you have people that have sworn allegiance to protect the people and the state who are fucking drug dealers and holders up to the highest rank you could go in the police force. And he's in jail That's now. For the guy Which, you're asked floor. to trust the police, and so am I. Whereas the citizens trust the police, they'll do you right, they won't do you any wrong. And now there's evidence going missing out of a police station and a guard commissioner in jail. Sorry, Joseph, what are you trying to say there? What do the people trust? What are you trying to say? Thanks, Noel. What do the people trust? You know? 
So stay there, Morris. The guys they aren't being paid for the work they do. They're being traumatized every day by the amount of violence and, and, and horrible things that they're seeing. Some of them are not the best characters, yeah. But we should build up the police force. There's nothing to say that we need to legalize drugs. And another point this caller yeah. brought up, I didn't get his name there. What's Morris, his name? Morris. 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 Morris brought up, let's get the, the gangs out of drugs. As soon as it's become legal in every other city, it's not that, you know, good, honest business people come in and start dealing drugs. It's the same drug dealers that open up a shop front where before they were dealing on mm. the streets. It's the same people. They get the same money. They're making stacks of money. If you look at any of these... Um, well, they, well, well, I mean, the gangs won't go away. The gangs will still bring in cheaper versions. I mean, look, for example, at the cigarette market in Ireland. You know, you can buy, you know, 20 cigarettes for 30 quid on Henry Street, but they're dodgy. Shouldn't have said they're all dodgy, to be honest with you. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the gangs will always find a way to sell something cheaper and make money. The only way, look, the only way to get rid of drugs in our society is to have a culture of people who outright reject them and wouldn't take them. If we can instill in people, especially the kids, to say, look, drugs will not do you any good. They are bad for you. I've never had the urge to go and take a, a good shot of heroin. Uh, Niall, I'm not sure about yourself. No, I, mean, I, hope so I haven't. Well. Most no. people who no. are raised well would say, I will never do that. And if everyone said, I will never do that, there wouldn't be a market. We wouldn't have this issue. There wouldn't be an import. There wouldn't be a drugs trade. It would be gone. See, I mean, prohibition. Sorry, that gets back to the question of prohibition. And Morris, I remember when yeah. I worked as a nightclub DJ, you know, for 25 years, I worked through the whole 90s yeah. when ecstasy was huge. Do you remember e ecstasy, of course, was huge? It's yeah. not as popular yeah. now as it was as fentanyl and other cocaine are more popular probably nowadays. But at the time, every kid in the nightclub was taking ecstasy. It was a big deal. All the DJs I knew, they were all taking ecstasy. I never took it once. Mm. And I wouldn't have. Because of two reasons. Yeah. One, I remember that very famous picture in the front of the Evening Herald, that poor girl lying in a coffin who had died. I can't That's remember right. her name now, but her name eludes me. But the, the, I remember the one. Yeah. The Evening Herald got permission from her parents to put her picture in the front of the paper in her coffin that she died from ecstasy. She took one tablet and died. Yeah. And, and I Absolutely. said to myself, that would be me. And the other thing was, I don't want to get caught and have my reputation destroyed. And I just didn't want to do yeah. it. So what I'm saying is, prohibition in that sense does work. It turns you off doing something. And I've told my kids yeah. from the day, you know, they could understand life, you know, 10 years of age, don't take drugs, don't take drugs. Drugs are illegal, drugs are bad. I don't want to be living in a country where the government are going, yeah, just your drugs are okay. You can take them as long as you only have enough for your own personal possession. Because that's essentially what you're doing. Yeah. You're giving it a green light. So kids are going to go, okay, well, it's well, illegal like alcohol. I might as well do it. I understand where you're coming from, and I think the argument is, like, I was reading articles over the weekend of grandparents in Ireland being caught by gangs to pay their grandchildren's drug debts. One woman was caught for 30000 Imagine a granny in Ireland being forced by a spineless little bastard of an excuse of a human being saying, pay the fucking drugs money or you're dead or we burn you out of your house. Now, they're going after the fucking grandparents, right? But the thing, the, there's only countries, there is certain countries in the world where they don't tolerate any drug problems. And they're the countries that are in whatever they are, I know one of them is Singapore and maybe China. Yeah, so the Middle East countries. countries. Yeah. They, yeah. The death sentence. They bring in the anybody caught with drugs, anybody caught dealing drugs, you're killed. Okay, well that's going from one extreme to the other. I don't Sorry. agree with that either. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're dealing if you're dealing in drugs, I don't have a huge amount of sympathy for you to be honest with you. But but certainly if you're taking drugs, I don't agree with the death sentence. I think that's too much. I mean, to say, if I was living in a country yeah. and the death sentence was there, do you think I'd be dealing heroin or cannabis? Well, you, no, we wouldn't. Ironically enough, you'll find that people still chance their arm and still dealing drugs in those countries where and you will get the, you will get sentenced to death. Morris, thank you for that. Let me just go to Dave. Dave, hi, how are you? <laughs> 
Hello, hello, hello. Uh, Dave, uh, you've heard what Joseph said. You know, anywhere they've tried this, you know, the figures look nice on paper when they talk about Portugal and how wonderful this is. But if you actually drill down into the figures in Portugal, it isn't wonderful at all. The majority of the community say the place is ravaged with drugs and they want to have nothing to do with this plan. Um, uh, yeah, well, you see, but the, the statistics are also there to show that in the space of 10 years, uh, Portugal has nearly half the amount of um, Drug crime. Uh, people addicted to heroin. No, 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 I'm not talking about crime. I'm, I'm just that's I'm not true. That's not true, Dave. That's not true, Dave. I, I've looked it up. I've looked up the stats okay. myself. The stats, yeah, I, yeah, but if you look uh, up the way the stats are debunked, the stats are skewed because people firstly don't register themselves anymore because it's not illegal and they don't have to. And also, well, it's decriminalised. And also, they say drug crime is down. Of course, drug crime is down because people are not being arrested on the streets for having drugs anymore. So, so no, the stats are skewed. Yeah, but they also, but they also have seen drops in the likes of hepatitis and HIV because people aren't sharing needles and stuff anymore. Like I haven't seen seventy-five percent of the I'm residents just... perceive drugs as a huge problem in their communities. Seventy-five percent. Oh, of course, they still, yeah, they still have a, a, a huge problem with drugs. But taking like um, putting more funding into uh, healthcare programs has helped. Like, I mean, at one point it was like what one in a hundred people in Portugal were addicted to heroin. Those numbers have dropped. Now, drug-related uh, okay. overdose deaths have have gone up in recent times. But I think that's more because in the last 10 years, uh, fentanyl, I just think fentanyl, people don't take fentanyl. Um, it's just drug gangs use fentanyl to cut the drugs with because a tiny bit of fentanyl makes, you know, it basically makes your drugs go a long way. Fentanyl is probably one of the most dangerous substances on the face of the planet right now. It's, it's why it's causing all the opioid deaths in America at the moment. Like a couple of grams of fentanyl is enough to like kill thousands of people. Well, I, well, I suppose what we've heard of fentanyl more recently was the George Floyd um, situation. George Floyd had a yeah, but see, four the reason, times enough see, he, uh, the amount of fentanyl yeah, in his see, system to kill him. Yeah, but see, the thing is, he wasn't going out and taking fentanyl. He was taking drugs that were laced with fentanyl. And it's what people don't realize now, that's making its way over here, you know. And, I mean, there was a 16-year-old youngster in Cork. Um, he got what he thought was a bag of coke. There was too much fentanyl in it. One line, stone cold dead. There's no coming back from it. It was created back in... I think it was at the 80s as kind of a synthetic alternative to morphine. And they found it's something like it was anywhere from 100 to 1,000 times more powerful than morphine. And then they were like, well, shit, we can't, we can't use this. Um, and now where it's mostly being produced is in China, North Korea, and Mexico at the moment. That's, that's where it's all coming from. You know, like, I mean, decriminalizing it, small amounts for personal use seems like a good idea. But the problem is, we don't have the infrastructure to deal with uh, drug addiction in this country at the moment. Like currently, as it is with the with, this, uh, with the government that we have, I I would be vehemently against it. But if we had more treatment centres, and it was a case of you get caught when you're doing drugs, or you have a small amount of drugs on you, you would try to either go to jail or you attend a treatment program. And I'm not talking about. You go in, you get clean, and they dump you out in the streets again because you're only going to end up back on well, drugs. The, the statistics about... from America, sorry, from 24 states in America where they've now decriminalized drugs, or certainly they've decriminalized cannabis, should say, is now legal in 24 states. They've seen an increase in cannabis use. In Oregon, in, in, Colorado, Oregon, in Oregon, where they've also used the Portuguese method, they've seen an increase in the amount of drugs that have been taken. Yeah, so, and in states like Colorado, they've also seen a drop in the amount of teenagers who are smoking cannabis. And for some strange reason, 
um, a drop in um, uh, uh, motor accidents. So, you know, I, I, it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of a but thing. Do you, okay, do you honestly believe if they, if they decriminalise drugs tomorrow, so you're essentially legalising it for personal use, right? If they decriminalise drugs in this country, whereby you're walking down the street and you have a couple of wraps on you or you cocaine on you or you have for personal use, then essentially you get a wrap on the hand, right? You get a caution or whatever it is, right? Do you believe that would increase the amount of drugs used in this country or do you think it would decrease it? I personally believe it would increase I, I, it. On a, Honestly, I don't really think it would make much of a difference because the people who are going to go out and take drugs are going to go out and take drugs regardless. Uh, I don't, I don't think, know, Dave. I've, I've mentioned my kids already. Like, thankfully, my kids don't take drugs, right? No, that's but what, I'm, enough, what, but, yeah, what but I'm saying no, is because no, I've always drilled it into them that drugs are bad, drugs are illegal. Yeah, yeah, and we've all gotten that talk and some people still go out and do drugs. I know lots of people who do drugs. And, yeah, and, 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 and of 10 people, out of 10 people who go out and do it, if two people didn't do it because they thought I might get caught and, you know, get, end up with a criminal record or lose yeah, my job, well, saying, isn't that a good thing? But what, but what I'm saying is, listen, there's plenty of people in this country who get caught doing drugs on the weekend and they don't lose their jobs, okay? Like, I don't think it would really, I don't really think it would make much of a difference. Like, where I'm coming from is, what we need in this country are like there's people like a lady called Sister Concilio. The way they do it is they take you in. You could be with her for a year, two years, three years, four years. They don't let you back out again until you are able to go out and function as a proper working member of society. They bring you in. If you're illiterate, they teach you to read. They help you get a trade. They help you get clean. Because taking somebody in, getting them clean, and then dumping them in a shitty socioeconomic situation, they're going to go back to drugs because it's easy and it's what they know. You take somebody in, you get them clean, and you give them a reason to stay clean, then, yeah, I think it would work. And if, like, you know, decriminalization for small amounts you get caught with and you're given a choice of either that or going to jail, I, I, I can't, I, I could see it as a net benefit. I mean, say, say, right, say we arrest you, you get caught with drugs, you get sent to jail. Then what? There's more drugs in jail than there is on the streets. Okay, okay, well, well, okay but stay, stay there for a second. Just let me go to Brida as well. Brida, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are you? Uh, Brita, I mean, look, you've raised a young girl, teenager up to adulthood, you know, I mean, yeah. and that whole avoiding drugs between the age of 10 and 20, whatever it is. So, yeah. I mean, do you really want to be in a situation where the, the government are saying, you know, it's okay to have enough drugs for your own personal use, where you're telling them all the time it's bad? But I, yeah, I still think I would always tell her it's bad. And she's seen firsthand what, what drugs can do. Like, so she has had, not herself, but somebody close to her. So she knows the devastation and the upset and everything it can cost. The, the only thing I would be in would probably, I don't think I'd go down with that, like decriminalise uh, marijuana, hash, the fact it's wacky. Yeah. Because should they, they can get it anyway and whatever. And they've done it now in America, in Canada, they've done it in a lot of states in America, and they now have proper shops you can go in and sit down and whatever. The problem is anything you're buying on the, on the, the QT, you don't know what's in it. You know, like that's the problem. The only other reason I would like something like that to be decriminalised is, is to keep the, the amount of people that courts are wasted with over small quantities of whatever. It, 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 it benefits nobody. There's very, with, with respect, Peter, there's very few people brought to court in this country for small quantities of anything. Because I, you, you can walk down the boardwalk and look at open drug dealing on any afternoon in this country, and a Garda Sheikhana will walk past as if nothing's going on. People are sitting there smoking doobies, and the guards will walk past. Nobody gets brought to court in Ireland for small quantities of nothing. They well, don't. Well, Maybe I, they should, by the way. Maybe that would just dis discourage people. But anyway, nobody does. But then, yeah, I, well, 
I always thought they did. I thought mm. you got uh, you got uh, not, uh, one chance, you know, and then after that, then it was. No, on the only the only reason you might get done for a small quantity is the guards are pulling you for something else and happen to search your pockets and find you and just looking for an excuse to charge you for something. Okay. You know right. what I mean? Okay. Right. Okay. Well, I thought I thought if the cops were caught something on you, that you're, you know, even if it's your own personal use, that you did get it, you were prosecuted for it. Yeah. So. No, I think, um, I think generally speaking, it's been intent to supply is the only charges that usually happen in this country. Right, okay. Mm. Well, I, I, look, at, I do think, you know, marijuana and the substances of marijuana that have helped a lot of people that are in pain, mm-hmm. you know... I agree, have, I agree. ...are very yeah. beneficial, and I do think that should be legalised. I, I, I wouldn't agree, disagree with that. I mean, cannabis oil, for example, has been treated people with cancer, with pain. That, By the way, there are yeah. people who claim it cures cancer. It doesn't cure cancer. There's no evidence no. of that. But it certainly, yeah. it certainly relieves the symptoms of pain. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. There's evidence and, and of that. All, people with fibromyalgia and all sorts of awful things that, mm-hmm. you know, they're in constant pain. Well, that's you know, fine. And you can prescribe that. Many states in America already have that. You could prescribe that to a doctor, you know, cannabis oil. Yeah, but, you, but you can't hear. No, but you should be able to. And I, I'm not against yeah, that's that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I'm, no, no, I'm, not, I'm not against that. But I'm talking about, you know, decriminalizing John or going off and buying cocaine or heroin or whatever it happens to be. Do you, do you really want to live in a society where you can buy cocaine and heroin well, in a no, shop? No, 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 I don't. No, like... The only thing I would be agreeable to is, as I said, is the marijuana. And after that, then, no, you know. Um, mm. Because I've, I, I know firsthand the devastation it causes, you know. And the heroin, one hit is all you need and you're hooked for life. You oh, know? yeah. Um, and same, now, same I know people yeah. have come mm. off it and everything, but I mean, they chase that high seemingly. I don't know. I've never done drugs, Niall, because I was always afraid of my life. I like them too much. Does that make sense? Oh, no, I know. It, <laughs> it would destroy my whole life. Dave, did you ever do drugs? I smoked a bit of pot down through the years, yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, I tried, Dave. I yeah. tried it once. Well, I was that violently sick after, so even the smell of it now turns my stomach. Were you drinking? I was, yeah. Yeah, you see, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, ne- yeah, well, you never, ever, mix ever mix weed with alcohol. Don't do it. I, 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 I can tell you, Dave, I've never been mixing weed with Anton because I hated it. I was like, <laughs> even this day. Oh, no, of course. Listen, I, I, I don't blame it. I've, I've met so many people like, Jesus smoked one, uh, weed once and I was violently ill. I was like, you're pissed as a fart, aren't you? And they were like, how'd you know? I was like, a time as old as, a tale as old as time. But most people probably at some point in their early life, usually somewhere between 18 and 23 when they're in college, have probably tried smoking cannabis. Most people, well, a lot of people have, yeah. certainly. Yeah. But moving on then to other drugs, and I think that's what we really need to focus on because there is a debate to be had around cannabis. Personally, I wouldn't like to see cannabis legalised either. But there is a debate around it. Uh, for medicinal purposes, I agree with Breed, it should be legalised. But in relation to other drugs, Dave, when we're talking about cocaine, which is probably the most popular drug in this country now at the moment, I mean, Dave, would you like to see cocaine legalised? Jesus Christ, no. Of course I wouldn't. That's a silly question. No, when I say legalized, for personal use, decriminalized. No, but, yeah, but you see, like, you're, you're taking me up completely wrong. When I say decriminalized, I mean you get caught with it and you have two choices. You go to jail, you enter a treatment program. Those are your two choices. I don't mean we should decriminalize it where someone's like, hey, uh, I'm going to get a bag of coke. What about the guards? Fuck the guards. I'm not talking about that. I would love to live in a society where we have rid ourselves of the scourge of, of uh, drug addiction but the I'm way we do we, we no, I won't. Because look, I mean, look, well, 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 hang on. Don't say never. If you look at Ireland sixty years ago, 
97% of the population smoked cigarettes. That's because, yeah, but Niall, that's because they weren't available. That's because you couldn't get you know, I mean... No, what I'm, what I'm saying is education is the key when it comes to drugs because education was the key when it came to cigarettes. We're now down to, whatever, sure, 20% or 30% yeah, of the population. But, yeah, but Niall, I remember growing up in Dublin where heroin was everywhere. I mean, I still, to this day, if I meet someone um, who's, like, addicted to heroin and they're around my age, I'm like, what kind of a fucking moron are you? Because nobody takes heroin without knowing what it is and what it does. Even the stupidest person in the street knows what it is. But I mean, the reason someone could take heroin, there could be anything from mental health problems to shit families to socioeconomic background. Like, it's not such a simple black and white issue. No, it's Dave, it's, it's Dave, so... Dave, sorry to interrupt you. There was a fabulous uh, piece on something there a few months ago or last year about a young girl, brought, well-educated, brought up in a beautiful home, went off to college and met this chap and they were having few drinks one night and he says come on try this it'll give you the best buzz ever and it was heroin and obviously the girl wasn't probably in, you know she thought act for harm a few drinks and I'll give it a go she was addicted from that point on now they got her into rehab several times but in the end the girl overdosed anyway mm. so it, you, you, it, you know you can, be, you can be from a very well educated background you can have like my lady brought up warned her that don't ever think about doing drugs. Don't ever think about it. Because you see, it will ruin your life. But, you see, that's what I mean. She isn't your stereotypical scumbag in a Nike tracksuit that we all think of when we think of a junkie. You know, it's 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 a very complex issue. Yeah. Absolutely. No, 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 it certainly is. And and stay with me, Brita and Dave, if you can, because I want to go to Joe as well. Uh, Joe, hi, how are you? No, I am. How, how, how are you doing, Joe? Now, Joe, explain yeah. your explain your situation if you can, please. Well, the, I, I, I'm in my 70s now. I've got up in the 50s and the 60s from LSD and stuff like that was going on. I never yep. tried it. Yeah. Um, sadly, I never tried it, should I say. Um, it, it wasn't as widely available now. I mean, you can buy stuff on the street corners and stuff like that. You're going to be approached, uh, especially if you're young. Living where I am, I'm in a working class area. So um, it's you can educate kids as much as you, as you like, but... It's outside influences and that. I mean, I, my family, I had four kids um, growing up in a working class area. And working class myself, I always was. <clears throat> um, we we would be in class as kind of the model family and um, did everything right. So we worked all my life and wife was a, um, a good housekeeper and all that. But my kids did drugs. Um, one of them unfortunately got hung on them. The others, the others were okay. Um, and she had she had three kids. Where when she when she got kind of really strung out on on heroin and stuff like that, but uh, which I have them now. I mean that's going back two thousand and seven. Right. Okay. And I still I still have them here now. But but anyway, um, the the I mean I was listening to your argument there about like legalized stuff, and I think I think if you legalize it and you have it properly. Probably looked after. It's it's it takes a lot of the street fellas off. It takes the people off the street because that's what the problem is. I mean, with with the loss of cannabis, especially. Yeah. yeah. Um, that one especially. You know, I mean, I know, I know there is a separate here. debate around cannabis, and I understand that. You know, yeah. Yeah, but but I mean, it would take a lot of that away. Uh, the cannabis thing that you were talking about, like not curing cancer, it kind of. Beg to disagree with you there on that one because 
My own wife, I lost my own wife 10 years ago to pancreatic cancer. Sorry to hear but, that, Joe. But when she was diagnosed and it was, she was given a death sentence, and you can't get out of this, there's no cure or anything like that. Yes. It, it was a dreadful feeling. We sat and on being together since we were five, so we were sour buddies, if you yeah. like. We, we, we grew up together. But anyway, I did my best then. I got into research and um, alternatives, what they call alternatives, yeah. which is really, it should be the opposite way around anyway. But anyway, um, so I came across the cannabis oil thing, but of course, I had no source, of get, no way of getting or anything like that. And she was willing to try it. But again, well, fear she was doing chemotherapy, and uh, well, luckily she never did the radiation thing, which is a crazy thing altogether. But um, I eventually got it. They gave her eight, eight months to live. Um, I was giving her like the likes of wheatgrass and grain smoothies and stuff like that, and trying to cut down on. So, but I mean, we asked in in the hospital about diet and stuff like that. And they um, they turn around and said, no, eat anything you like and whatever, which, again, is criminal in the first place. Um, I'll, I'll go into that another time. But but uh, eventually, uh, we got nearly two years out of um, by doing the sort of things that we were doing. And eventually, I got hold of uh, cannabis oil. And I gave it to her when it was way, way too late. Uh, uh, but they, they, the day I got it, they gave her two hours to live. Um, and she, lucky enough, she pulled out of that herself, and we put her on it straight away. And we got seven, eight weeks over on that. And t- the transformation in her over mm. that period. I, 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 Joe, I, I'm, not, I'm not doubting that. I've heard of this before, by the way. Cannabis oil has some wonderful properties, and scientists are yeah. studying it all the time to see how they can harness that for medicated cannabis and stuff like that. And certainly when it comes to relieving pain, it is absolutely unbelievable. Now, there is no, yeah. you can argue with me about different websites and everything. There's no scientific evidence that it cures cancer. People use what they call correlation. And I'm not doubting for a minute, Joe, your story. I'm not, I'm not doubting any of it for a minute. But there was no scientific evidence that it, I mean, they used this for thousands of years ago. I, oh, mean, I know, I know, the, no, I know. Well, People have used plant-based recipes for yeah. curing all sorts of things. I couldn't disagree well, no, with you. You listen to the science that actually creates yeah. all this shit in the first place. We, we have, why not I tell you a little story, right? We had, when, when, when I was helping on with that, or looking for us. Um, uh, we were putting stuff up on, I was putting stuff up on Facebook because I, I didn't know anybody and everybody was asking me how she's doing and whatever like that. And it became a little bit of a saga, if you like, because people were waiting to see if there was any results from it. Um, I put it up mainly to see if we could get any contacts and that, which I eventually did. But anyway, um, after that, when, when Anne passed, I had people came to me down looking for advice and looking for if we could help them, yes. give them a song, yeah. which we did. Now, the oil, uh, and by the way, where, well, Joe, can I ask you, where did you get the cannabis oil? Where, where, where were you getting just uh, on the street? Well, no, I didn't get it. No, I wouldn't buy anything on the street, and I would advise anybody, even people who smoke a bit of weed, which I would encourage any time to anybody. And I never smoked it myself. I tried it once okay. or twice, and it just didn't work. So where, where were you but getting I, the oil, the THC oil? Where were you getting this? I got it from a person who was growing it themselves, right? So I, I, I again, okay. it's not the sort of thing that I would take off anybody. You would, you would have to know who the person. It, it has to be a hundred percent. Somebody's life is dependent on. It. No, it's no, no, and, and I agree. And by the way, you know, if, if it made Anne feel better for those last seven weeks of her life, yeah, I have no problem with medicated cannabis. By the way, no problem. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, 
there's, there's people that are here now five, six years after they were supposed to be dead, and they're in the better nick than they ever were before, and there's no sign that a couple of them even had, ever had cancer. Okay, well, people have gone into remission from cancer in unexplained ways, and, and doctors will tell you that all the time. And, you know, it could be from the food we eat. It could be from the cannabis yeah. oil. But there is, there's a correlation, certainly. But there is no direct, there is no direct evidence that cannabis cures cancer. There's direct evidence from where? No, I'm talking about actual no, measured no. evidence that cannabis cures cancer. If that was the case, every doctor would be putting people on, on cannabis. But talking, yeah, but uh, I mean, they, they are working. You've got to remember, the doctors are trained. Mm. They should be educated. They're trained. They're trying to do whatever they do. I spoke to I spoke to many doctors in that over the years. That I, I got, yeah, no, I, got I'm, I'm not saying we should have closed minds. Of course, we shouldn't have a closed mind because all the time we're developing new new ways of curing you know illnesses. And you know, cancer's been around for a long, long time. So I'm not saying we should close our minds to things, and we should examine everything. We should look into everything. And I know, by the way, there is research all over the world in relation to the way cannabis oil has been used for cancer. There's there's loads there's of research. Loads of but well, the only ones allowed to look into it are um, the people who are in the industry. Of course, because you have to have a license. You can't. You yeah. can't just have everybody making cures tomorrow. That'd be like you know Johnny's elixir for a tenner in a bottle. You know, you, you have to have a license to develop a cure for any disease. That's the law. That's being a bit extreme. I mean, anybody who's anybody who's looking for anybody who's who has cancer and looking to cure you. But, you will not deal with, with chemotherapy unless you're in one or two percent. That's that, well. Hang on, that's an absolute and utter lie, Joe. <laughs> many people, many people have survived cancer due to chemotherapy. Many people. You reckon? You reckon? Yeah, and of course, of course, the outcome is low. Doctors will tell you that, by the way. You're right. It's only three or four percent if you're at the extreme stages of cancer. But here you go. If you didn't have the chemotherapy, that three or four percent wouldn't even survive. So that's the whole point. And people turn around to me and say, oh, well, if you get chemotherapy, the, if you notice, the majority of people with cancer die in a hospital. And I'm going, yeah, that's because they're sick. And that's where sick people go is to hospital. Putting things together like that, Joe, just doesn't make sense. Yes, chemotherapy is really invasive. Yes, chemotherapy is extremely dangerous. Yes, chemotherapy makes you very unwell. But the alternative is to be riddled with cancer and die. Uh, no, you see, you're caught up... Uh, I'm not caught no, up in anything. No, I'm not caught up in anything, yeah, Joe. Yeah, 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 you're caught up with. You're listening okay. to there's a lot of people listening today whose you know loved ones, husbands, wives have died of cancer, and if you think it's that easy, including me on. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, our other caller on the line, Dave, as well. Only recently. Yeah, but I tell you why she did it because she she was on lots of medications beforehand, which following the science because we believed in all that sort of thing. But, and what are you supposed uh, to? You're not supposed to believe doctors anymore, are you not? Well, you, you, know, you, you know, you do know one of the richest men in the world, Steve Jobs, had exactly the same thoughts that you had, and decided to avoid having chemotherapy and go for natural solutions. All the money in the world, he still died, and before he died, he turned around and asked doctors to give him the ordinary, you know, chemotherapy or medical solutions. They said, "Sorry, Steve, too late." You believe it? Steve Jobs, one of the richest men in the world. Uh, well, well, you see, that's, they're the things that are, are, are put on, on, on media and highlight. They won't highlight the people. They won't highlight my friends, the people that I know that are but still... You, but you, that's because there is, there is no evidence, Joe, that cannabis cures cancer. Where do, you get, where do you get the evidence? There's loads of evidence out there that chemotherapy has saved people's lives. 
Well, no, I have to say now that well, I have to say now that is well, it, bollocks. If I want to a better way of putting. Okay, say so, there you go, Dave. Chemotherapy is bollocks. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's well, hang not, on, hang on, Joe. Think, hang on, Joe. Dave, sorry, go ahead. See what, what kind of gets me about this whole cannabis cures cancer debate is everybody seems to think that cancer is just like one illness. Of course. One it's an umbrella term. Yes. Cancer, it's an umbrella term. When it comes to cancer and treatment for cancer, there are so many different factors come into it. Your age, your weight, your own genetics play a, a crucial role. I mean, there's a guy that works for me his dad got the exact same type of lung cancer that my mother got. The guy never smoked a day in his life. My mother smoked for probably 40 years. Uh, he was healthy as, as anything. Guy used to do Americans. He got this pretty much more or less the same kind of treatment as my man. Maybe one or two different things. He was dead inside 12 months. My mom got chemo and she went into remission. Now, the cancer came back and she eventually passed away. But it wasn't the cancer that killed her. It was a really bad lung infection. And it was just the damage that the cancer had done to her lungs. And I know people who tried cannabis oil and had cancer, and they have passed away. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not calling into doubt the, uh, the efficacy. No, no. And the only thing I will agree with what Joe is saying is we need to be very open-minded when we look at all these things. The thing about it is, noise. The thing about it is noise. But like, I'll tell you what, my argument would be. Joe, your argument is great, and I agree with you about being yeah, open-minded. But, but when you turn around, no, but hang on. No, I have a responsibility, Joe. Yeah, but but I have a responsibility. No, but listen to me. I have a responsibility and a duty as well to people. And there are people listening who have had cancer or loved ones cancer. And you're turning around, you know, on a, a broadcast here and saying the chemotherapy doesn't work. That's a lie. It does work for many people. Yeah, for, for many people, but not enough. The percentage level of it is just so Of course, low. because cancer is a killer disease. That's why. It's yeah, not, of course it doesn't work for everybody. You didn't, didn't let me get in and, and finish what I was talking about. Okay. I wasn't just talking about cannabis oil. I was talking about, if, if somebody came to me and asked me, uh, if, if, could you get me cannabis oil? Now, well, I wouldn't get it. I might be able to give mm. them a source again. Uh, because I, I couldn't be bothered about getting into that sort of thing. But... What I'm saying is, I'd say if you think that you can take a little bit of oil and and reverse whatever it is that gave you cancer in the first place, it, like by just taking a little drop of oil and keep doing the same things that you're doing, you're wasting your time and you're wasting your money, because what you got to do is try and find out for a start, like where you got your cancer and where it comes from. Um, now, my idea of of of, of what do you mean where you got your cancer and where it came from? It depends where you get it. I got it in the pancreas, and that's oh, the death sentence. Oh, you mean the pancreas? Okay, the heart of the body. You won't even get your one or two percent that, that have been saved by chemotherapy. Unfortunately, you're right. Pancreatic cancer is the one of the most dangerous forms of cancer, and sadly, it's terminal. Usually, it's not. It's not the only one. We're going off on a random tangent now just talking about cancer and treatments for cancer. And all, I'm just going to end that part of the conversation by saying to people, I'm not closing the door to alternative treatments to cancer, but I also am not closing the door to traditional treatments of cancer that we've relied on for many, many years, which have got better and better over the years and targeted different types of cancer. And I always say to people, use, your, use an open mind, but don't ignore doctors. Uh, sorry, Dave, getting back to the original conversation, or Joe and Dave, stay with me. Joe and Dave, just stay there, both of you. Let me just go to another Joe, by the way, if we can get back to the original conversation. Uh, Joe, should we decriminalise all drugs? Uh, should we decriminalise it? Um, no, I don't agree with that, Niall. Um, I think this is another dangerous form we're going down the road, Niall, of, um, 
I'm very concerned about this because I was actually looking at that debate there about was it two weeks ago in the Doyle, and the strange thing about it is there was only the fellas that were um, prophesizing this bill, the likes of Gino Kenny and um, people before profits, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that other idiot, uh, Adon O'Reardon, or wherever he's oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, he was in, he was, he was, he, it was like the three studies <laughs> talking through the backside. And the strange thing about the way we were, isn't he? Yeah, go on, Joe. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, the, the, strange, the strange thing about it is, is that um, there was nobody in the Doyle when that debate was going on. No. So, like, how, how could you take a debate like that seriously? When you had only three or four idiots talking to the yeah. <laughs> Well, the government of because there was no one there, there was no one to vote on it. So the go- the government have kicked it down the road for nine months. Anyway, I, I, yeah. and, and by the way, the reason they did that is because there's an election coming, and there's no government in this world would want to legalize or decriminalize drugs just before an election. That's not going to go well, down. Well. Well, well, the problem. Sorry, no. The problem we have in this country is we have major problems with drugs here over the last number of years. And it's not just drink. It's not drink anymore. It's uh, drugs, drug driving. You see the amount of people that's convicted for drug driving over the last number of years. The amount of people who have died on the roads as a result of it, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's absolutely uh, hypocrisy. And this uh, so-called Citizens' Assembly... I'd like to know who's who voted them in. We didn't vote them in. The people of of this country. Mm. So, like, if I think it's just as you said before, Niall, and I've heard you saying it many times, it's another talking shop. That's what it is. Like, well, well, know? the citizens' assembly is a handy way for the government to pawn off their responsibility to a you know allegedly in the inverted commas an independent organisation, which they're not really, to be honest with you. And apart from anything else, yeah. I've seen it completely loaded on one side on numerous occasions. The citizens' assembly. Yeah. It seems to be loaded liberals. Um, but anyway, it's the government's way of pawning off their responsibility of coming up with ideas to the Citizens' Assembly. Whereas before, governments used to uh, discuss these things either in the Shannon or in the Dáil before legislation would be passed or even suggested. Yeah. Uh, we'll stay there, both of you. Let me just go to Jason. Jason, hi, how are you? How are you? How are you getting on? Good. Jason, on, okay, legalising all, or, well, decriminalising all drugs. Is that a good idea? Well... What's the other alternative? It's not working what we're doing. The alternative is taking a harder hardline approach. That's the alternative. So I'll go go all harder in. Lock everybody up who smokes a joint. The the jail to be full nile in a week. Mm. The jail to be full in a week. I don't know about about cannabis. Cannabis is worth a separate debate, to be honest with you. Let's let's talk about cocaine and heroin. I'm here for the cannabis thing, in in all fairness. I smoke cannabis. That's all I do. I don't do any other drugs. I don't interfere with anybody. I go to work six days a week, six nights a week. So, I mean, you're, all you're doing there is criminalising me because I enjoy having a joint. Mm. No, I, I probably you, wouldn't you know? criminalise you for having a joint. To be honest. No, but uh, uh, so <laughs> we, we, we let it for one and we don't let it for another. See, you, you no, can't no, do that, I, no, no, hang on, you can do that because we've already have a situation in this country where certain things are legal and other things are not. So you, know, you, could, know, easily, you could easily but, separate the two, cannabis and the other drugs, inverted no, commas. No, we're living in a liberal society now. It's my choice what I do, isn't uh, it? It's, no, it's not. Why not? I you never... can't go out and murder somebody. You can't go out and go over, uh, go and drive at 100 miles an hour. Yes, there, there's rules to live in society. Sorry, Noel. There sorry, is Noel. rules to live in society. I never wanted to live in a country where we kill un- unborn babies. But uh. we had a referendum and the people spoke. So I want the people to speak. 
not the government, not some um, 100 people that the government randomly pick. Put it to the vote of the people and let the people decide what they want to do. Because why should I live my life according to your morals and your standards? No, I'm, I'm not asking you to do life. that. I, I already said to you that, you know, we can have a debate around cannabis. We yes, need to separate the two. Okay, well, let, let's focus on the other ones, Jason. Forget about the cannabis for the moment, right? Let's focus on heroin, cocaine, ecstasy. All you're doing there is trying to plug the bike. I mean, it's already here. All we can do is control it and look after people when they're doing it. I mean, we let people drink as much as they want and we won't open our mouths them. But we'll give them all the help when they fall on their knees. So, I mean, we're human beings. We should have a choice. Everybody knows how bad it is to do drugs, yeah? Everybody knows how, how bad and it and is you to want, drink, And you want to decriminalise it. No, but we, are, but, but we already let people do it because it's people's choice. It's not their like, choice. We, yeah, you keep saying. No, no, hold on. We no, hang on. Governments of the world have a duty to protect their citizens. That's why we pro we have prohibition and laws to protect people from doing things that are wrong. Yeah. 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 Well, um, you know, I'm not. I, I'm not one for banning things, but I'm not the type of person who wants to ban things. It's already banned. It's already no. No, it's already illegal. I'm not doing it. I'm just saying, leave it the way it is. What? Okay, and just keep locking up people that, that take drugs. Just keep locking up people that take drugs. So I go out some night and I do a bit of coke with me just be forced time down and I happen to get caught and I have a criminal record. Is that all right? Because is... I decided I want to do a bit of coke. Okay, well, let me ask Joe. Joe, is that okay that he gets a criminal record for doing a bit of coke? Well, like, he's got to be doing it illegally, of course, yes. So, like, um, he is breaking the law, like, you know, simple as that, like. Mm. And look, that's, if he wants to... If he wants to go down that road, that's his choice. But I don't, uh, I certainly don't agree with it because I've seen too many people dying on the streets. I'm sure there's stuff you do that I don't agree with. I'm sure there's certain things in your life that you consider, consider perfectly normal. And I would, everybody has different opinions. And yeah, different but we're talking about things that are legal, by the way. There's a difference. Well, let, 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 well, then why don't we ask the people who live in this country? Why don't we put it to a referendum? We did it with abortion. We done it with gay marriage. We done it with everything else. Well, why not? Let, let's have a referendum. Because, Niall, um, whether you like to admit it or not, there's more people in this country taking something than isn't. And the biggest one is legal drugs. The biggest catcher of people drug driving on the road is actually benzodiazepines, which are prescribed to people from their doctors. So the biggest drug intake of drivers is people that are on painkillers. Do you know why they take painkillers? I'm not allowed to drive this truck because there's codeine in some of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what am I meant to do? Come out of work now. You know, I've told you before about my back. My back is completely smashed. I can't even get dressed in the mornings. When I'm home, she has to put me stockings and me shoes and me jeans on me to get me out of the bed to get me to work. Yeah. If I start taking the painkillers the doctor wants me to take, I'm out of work. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, no, I understand that. I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you, by the way. The pres prescription drugs can be equally as bad. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, Dave, according to Jason, the horse is already bolted. Ah, uh, it's well gone. Um, it's on a second lap. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, <laughs> you, you gotta be careful, lad, because I mean, if you do smoke pot and you get swabbed, they're gonna find that shit in your system. Oh, well, I know that, but you, you it, know. Says your, it says in your system for a couple of days, but then they Seven days. Down and do a blood test. Couple of months, no, man. Well, no, they can detect in your hair, I think, for like four or five months yeah, or something. Bad, yeah. No, they, she said, but, no, man, that's the easier saliva. Well, actually, no, sorry, if you haven't smoked a giant in 24 hours, I think you're okay in the spit test. Well, the the thing, yeah, but that's Spit test. I yeah. have to have, I just smoke one every night. It's either that or take a book of mouth. Mm. Yeah, but it's either that or yeah. take a book load of painkillers, which yeah, I and need hey, to drive anyway. I got Hey, I've got back problems as well. I'd rather smoke a joint than swallow. Okay, but lads, can I just say, let's leave the joint on the table for the moment, because as I said to you, 
we, we need to be having in society two separate debates around drugs. One is about cannabis, uh, although a drug, class, it's not a class yeah. A drug, but and other drugs, which are class A. So yeah. other drugs, which are a lot more dangerous. Now, don't get me wrong. There are dangers but, to Niall, taking cannabis as Niall, well. You let one in. Niall, you let one in. You know what's going to happen in a year's time. Well, you let the weed, the, the cannabis smokers smoke. So now the heroin addicts want Okay, but you, but but Niall, you genuinely believe that Joey or John or Mary should be allowed to walk around the streets, you know, with a syringe and heroin in their pockets? No, no, no. But we do. We're giving them injection centres. And the guards aren't allowed to touch them while they're making the no, I don't agree with them either, by the way. I don't agree well, with injection centres, personally. But tonight, we know where you put them pubs for alcoholics, would you? You know what I mean? But, I mean, yeah, what a but, stupid but, idea injection but, centres are. But why would you rather the needles being then left on the streets? Or your no, I'd rather them, I'm rather they not be used at all, but however, but, that's but Niall, Niall, I'd rather there was never alcohol in the world. Well, we, I'd yeah, but, but, nobody but, ever had. Absolutely, what? but here's the thing, we don't, the problem is, Jason, you are right, we're ignoring the crime already. As I said earlier on, you can see people openly dealing and doing drugs on the boardwalk in Dublin, the guards walk past and couldn't give a shite, right? But that's the problem, isn't it? So either they're illegal or they're illegal. And if they're illegal, which they are at the moment, we should be taking it more seriously, but we're not. So we lock everybody up. We lock, we lock everybody up. Then we just some countries they would, and are and are called drug prisons. And in you go. Well, then if that's if that's let's put it to the people. Let's put it to the people, and let's ask the people who live in this country, who who, who contribute to this country, should I be allowed to say just say cannabis? I'll just use the cannabis. I, I, I um, stop about the cannabis. It's a separate debate. That's all I can talk about because that's what I use. I'm not going to talk about somebody else's experience. I've never done heroin, so I don't know if one line of heroin or one injection of heroin. Is going to send me off the rails and make me. I don't know. I can only speak no, about what I know about. Yeah. I know about alcohol and I know about cannabis. Alcohol, I'd never give it to my worst enemy. I'm, I'm sure you, like yourself, know it was invented. Now they wouldn't put it out there. Mm. Look at the societal problems it's called. But I can tell you one thing, Noel. You put three or four fellas of smoking joints together. They're not causing trouble. They're not out there smashing up A and E's. They're not out there beating up the. And, and Jason, again, I'm going to repeat what I've just said a million times. The debate around cannabis and the debate around drugs in general are two separate debates. They really are because they're two separate things. I'm not suggesting, you know, that cannabis is the worst thing in the world. Now, mind you, there is evidence that it causes no, paranoia and other things as well. But what I'm saying to you is, it's a separate debate. When you look at class A drugs and the way they ravage communities, we have to have a debate around the legality of that. Oh, definitely. Definitely we have to, but you can't separate them unfortunately because if you do, people are going to say, why is he allowed his one and I'm not allowed my one? Okay, well let me just go to stay there, Jason. Let me go to John. John, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you doing? Good, John. What do you want to say? Um, you know, I suppose as regards a referendum, be careful what you wish for because it could go one way or the other. I don't agree with this. Um, one of your callers has said there, made a statement that, um, look, everyone is taking it anywhere. Well, that's a gross exaggeration because nobody in my circle are taking cannabis or any mind-altering substance. They take a couple of points, they smoke a cigarette. But then I'm nothing else, I know that. Well, then the air, sorry, John. Sorry, John, they are taking a mind out substance, alcohol. And plus, John, sorry for cutting across you, you're not with your friends 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You no, don't no, go to bed with them, wake up beside them. My, I know a person, sorry, John, I know a person, and you looking at them, you wouldn't think he'd ever coursed. He turned out to be the biggest heroin addict a lot. He was doing heroin in the morning before he went to work. And nobody knew it for years, because to look at him, he went to work every day. He was just like a normal, normal person. It he's turned he's, out not, he he's not a normal person. No, but it turned heroin. out, yeah. it turned yeah, out he had a chronic heroin um, He had a chronic heroin addiction. Just, sorry, addiction. And, uh, but yeah, but, but, but Jason, with the greatest respect, the majority of people who are addicted to heroin are not functioning. 
Yeah, you'd be very surprised. No, I'm not surprised. That, that, that's it. That, uh, don't give me that line. The majority, of, the vast majority of people who are strung out on heroin are not functioning members of society. Niall, there's a lot that are, though. There's some that are. You people. I can bring you and show you people that do fucking a gram of coke in the morning before you go to work and you wouldn't know it. Yeah, well, I would you hate know. to think that my, my that my elected representatives, be as any politician in power, is taking no, cocaine. They shouldn't be. The, they are. I know they are. I know they the are. Let, let's swap the dial for oh, it. I'd love and then we'll go to police stations. I'd love we'll to. go to police stations, no. courtrooms, and yeah. then come to my house. Okay, sorry. And go ahead. Well, hang on. John, go ahead. Sorry, John. Go ahead, John. Yeah, look, I'm reading a book at the moment just called A Life in Trauma by Dr. Chris Luke. He was an emergency consultant here. He's now retired, right? He has been on about this for years. It's in the book here. Uh, son, he was on the evening echo many times. He's on all the local radio stations over the years talking about psychosis, long-term psychosis that there's damage done from the use of cannabis. Number one, cannabis. Long-term use of cannabis, long-term psychosis, which there is no recovery, unfortunately, right? Now, if this guy's telling me that and he's on the front line, I will believe him. We already have a massive problem with alcohol, where you're trying to give up the cigarettes, right? I mean, but we're less concentrated on the alcohol because that does more damage. The whole thing about it is that we're trying to sort out that problem. I know we intend... Uh, introducing more mind-altering altering substances and uh, compliments of the unelected, completely, Citizens' Assembly, as you said previously, a complete cop-out. I didn't vote for anyone. None of my friends, none of my, anyone I know in Cork didn't vote for these people, no more than we vote for the person that's in charge of the HSE, yet they make decisions that affect our life on a daily basis. This is a cop-out with the politicians. It's a betrayal of the trust of the electorate. And somebody has to mind the country, and that's the job of the electorate. You put him there, and you're supposed to make decisions for the good of the country. And introducing drugs, I don't care whether for personal use or any use whatsoever, is not being mindful of the citizens of this country. Okay, Jason, do you want to respond to that? Uh, I think that's well said, John. Thank you very much. Yeah, so go ahead, thanks. Jason. Yeah, respond to that. Well, well, firstly, the Citizens' Assembly. I didn't vote. I I wasn't at the Citizens' Assembly. I didn't vote to say this is a good idea. Who are these people who decided on my behalf, on your behalf, on Jason and John's behalf that, you know, the decriminalisation of drugs is a good idea? Who decided? They're an independent body. It's the former head of the HSE who was being paid nearly a half a million a year and failed miserably at his job at the HSE is now the head head of the Citizens' Assembly. Would you stop? It's a joke. It's not independent. Oh, jeez. Niall, yeah. the government have told us they're independent. The government don't lie to us. How of course they do. How dare you, Niall, boiling. Niall, honestly, honestly, what is wrong with giving it to the people of this country? What is wrong with just, in this one that we're trying to destroy the family with, just put in, can Jay have a joint? <laughs> Jay, again, leave the joints just aside. I understand what John has said, by the way, and I don't disagree with him. There are doctors around the world who have done extensive research on the damage that cannabis can do to some people. And, and it, it can cause psychosis and it can cause paranoia. And it, can, it can help other people with other medical I'm, conditions deal with them. Okay, I, I'm, I'm not going to suggest it doesn't help with pain relief and all sorts of other things because there is evidence around that too. But sticking to the class A drugs, Jason. Okay. Do you okay? Forget about your your you know of your legalized one. You have to legalize them all. You can't forget about that for the moment. I'm asking you a question. Do you believe class A drugs should be decriminalized? No. 
I don't, I'm, a fa- I'm a father of second eight kids, you know that, Niall. But what I'm saying is we can't just keep locking up people now if they're out there and they're being teenagers or they dabble or they take it. Why, why, you know? why can't you? I mean, I don't get me wrong. I don't agree with locking up people all the time. I, I know this argument just sounds wrong. But if people commit a crime, we lock them up. Now, I don't necessarily agree with the prison system and I don't agree with maybe locking people up, but certainly community service or a fine or whatever. But, but the thing about it is when you break a law, you should, you have to, there's retribution for that. What laws though? What laws? Well, you, currently at the moment, it's illegal to, to be in possession of a class but, A substance, but a Niall, controlled drug. Noel, is it currently not illegal to cook the books for a company, but yet we don't lock up white-collar criminals? You've often said put them to work, they're not a danger. If somebody's taking personal drugs, they're not a danger to anybody. Absolutely, give them community service then. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, but see, we're going to have to put it, I mean, we have to change the approach. Right. We all know the people who bring in the drugs are the businessmen and women that own the, the, the transport companies, the airlines, the boats. Right? We all know that, except for the big ones, the Kinahans that make their way into it. Right? People where I live don't own transport companies, don't import. Have you ever been asked, by the way, I'm just curious, in all your years of driving a truck, have you ever been asked by any odd person, listen, can you take a package from here yeah. to there? You wouldn't believe the amount of times, mate. Even just sit down in the park for a half an hour and you'll have a fella and you'll go, you go to your mate, this fella's looking for something because you'll see him acting all, you know, all sketchy and, and then you try and get your attention, you know, that type of way. And he, he looked for the person. I've been asked to bring in tablets, people, ammunition, you name I've been I've been asked to bring people out. <laughs> stay, well, stay there for a second. Let me just bring Sarah Jane. I, want, I, can, uh, I know people want to get here, but they also want to get out of it as well. I wouldn't blame them. Oh, Sarah, yeah. hi, how are you? I don't know. Will Jay squeeze me over to Lanzarote? <laughs> <laughs> for the right price. For the right In the back price, of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I remember years ago the lorry drivers used to do that. So is it. A lot of them did, actually. Sarah, back to anyway, the original, there is a debate. Back yeah. to the drugs, listening to John there, 100% right. Long-term brain damage for anybody with long-term use of cannabis, and that's the bottom line. And that has been proven over and over and over and over again, and it will continue. It's the only drug on this planet that will do that. Cocaine, heroin, and benzos won't do that, but cannabis will. But those other drugs will kill I, you as well. Well, I, yeah, well, any drug is going to kill you in any way. So, like, Eventually, maybe, as yeah. I do say, one is not enough and a thousand is too many. Mm. The usual saying. What, do you, what um, do you say to people who say, well, we shouldn't be locking people up. We, you know, we should be, well, you know, helping them and giving them advice and not criminalising them and all this kind of stuff. Well, no, if people are taking and smoking at their own use, all right, fair enough. They'll know by the quantity that they're using that. The guards are not stupid, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, someone that's caught with bulk with intent to sell the supply will know exactly which way it's caught, which way it's going out, and they'll know that it's for um, supply. You know what I mean? Okay, if I'm walking um, down the road, Sarah, and I have you know a bag or a wrap or whatever you call it of heroin in my pocket for my own use, and I have enough for a week or whatever, I don't know how much people use a week, but I have enough for a week, do you think I should be arrested? I'd say you should be getting a penalty of a fine or something like that. Hmm. The fine and the, the fine and the funding now, the money that they get should be created and put back in for drug rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. not a bad idea. I I bring in a system mm-hmm. like that more so than send them into prison because you know what I mean. Like you're getting lads going in smoking a normal joints or whatever. You have a bit of crack and then they're not getting that type of buzz and then they end up strung out and crack coming out and heroin and everything else. Mm. You know, and, and that's not a pretty vision and it's not education for them either. As I say, you will get normal people going out, being able to function out there, smoking a joint, going to work, walking away, 
and then you'll get others out there like manky little drug pushers going around pushing that as well as everything else. They're the ones that I feel that should go to prison. You know what I mean? I mean, who, like, who are these Citizens Assembly? When you think about it, every time I do this topic on yeah. the air, on the radio or on the yeah. podcast, you know, we, the majority of people disagree with it. Right. And, yet, and yet we have a bunch of people in a hall called the Citizens Assembly and the majority of them yeah. seem to agree with it. So, so who yeah. are these people? Yeah, John, sorry, go ahead. You know what? I actually yeah. think I mean, they're all from Sesame Street. <laughs> as I said, I, I don't know who fixed these people, but it's amazing. The one they had on the Eighth Amendment, right? There were only three days in that amendment they took a vote, overwhelming the vote, and on the, the hall was to get rid of the Eighth Amendment before hearing any evidence whatsoever. And the bizarre thing is, like, again, getting back, who picks these faceless people? Do you know on that committee for the Eighth Amendment, there was a husband and wife in the halls? How could two people out of their own household be on that? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, no. They're, no. They're, it's meant to be, uh, well, I, I don't agree with the Citizens' Assembly in the first place, but it's meant to be different people from different demographics and different walks of life. You know, working class, upper class, middle yeah. class, judges, solicitors, workers, shop workers. It's meant to be a bit of everything. Just like a jury. This idea of having a referendum, there was a time where I would say it would be guaranteed that people would, would reject drugs being legalised. But after what happened with the abortion, my trust in the electors has gone there. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah, I know politicians are not really making a difference, are they? Uh, sorry, Sarah, what did you say there before I go to Norman? What did you say? Um, I said, no, when John was speaking there, I said the majority of them are probably using <laughs> or smoking or have some connection in regard to promoting. Yeah, maybe, like maybe. maybe they've skin in the game is what you're saying. You you only have to cross the, the border there and a, a doctor can prescribe it. You know, you can get it in the country. Like, there's doctors already prescribing, you know, medication long-term and it's killing people. You know yep. what I mean? I know. Because of the way our health system is at the moment. And then you have people that's being addicted. And the addiction serves in this country, like, is a, it is a disgrace. And I'm not even going to go into the funding end of things. And I'm not going to go into the addiction end from people standing at corners like people say to drop up junkies. Yeah. Or people that are actively using. You have normal, so-called normal people that have accidents and is left on pain medication, pain relief for long term that are addicted to them. And like they, they, they don't get the service. You know what I mean? No, 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 I, I completely get what you're saying. But stay there for a second, John and Sarah. Let me just go to Norman and Sean, I think, before I finish today. Um, hi, Norman, how are you? Hello, uh, Niall, not too bad. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I have to say I disagree with all your callers there and yourself. Okay. So, uh, Jesus, Norman, Go on, Norman. Well, first of all, I have studied the, the Citizens' Assembly, and it's actually very hard to regard it abroad. Is it? Um, it is in need, yeah, yeah, much so. Yeah. Uh, I've spoken to some sociologists and big scientists in, from Switzerland, yeah. where they hold uh, a referendum for anything, every single thing. Yeah. That's how they decide. Um, it'd be great to get rid of politicians who are completely useless and incompetent. Yeah. Well, we we'll have faced with another bunch of idiots, is it? Not at all. No, they're not a bunch of idiots at all. I don't know. Not at all. No. No, no, but they, but they, have, they, they have no right to speak for me or anyone else in this country. They are unelected, faceless people. They have no right no, to they, speak they're not, for they're the not, they're not. They're, go, go and study it. I, I, I was of the similar opinion when, when the Eighth Amendment or the abortion came in. I thought, 
typical ploy by politicians to dodge the question, to dodge the difficult issue, which it was, of course, but actually turned out very good. Yeah, but John made a point they're unelected. They're not, he's correct. They're not yeah, elected. Yeah, I, I couldn't care. I, I, I didn't elect any of these Fine Gael. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't elect 100 people or whatever it is to make a decision on my behalf. I didn't well, ask I'm, them. I'm, I, I elected people who I vote for, in, you know, at a booth. I, I, I was on a jury. Uh, that's a different situation. Exactly. That's a different situation. I was picked. Yeah, but that, that's a different, that's jury service. That's a different say the, the courts are independent of the government. That's a completely different situation. I'm talking about people who are making decisions who affect all of our lives. I didn't vote for them. Different. I didn't vote. I voted for the government. And if the government wants to abstain their responsibility and give it to somebody else, you know, I don't agree yeah. with that. But that's just my personal view of it. But anyway, yeah. and, no, I don't, I and I don't, I don't, and I don't believe, believe the way they make their decisions are fair because I've seen some of the process. Anyway, but anyway, get, I want to get away from the, the Citizens Assembly for the moment. Norman, okay. do you believe okay. that all Class A drugs should be legalized or decriminalized? Uh, definitely, 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 definitely. All of them, yeah. Uh, for, 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 first of all, the profit, the profit, the huge amount of money that's made on drugs yeah. illegally. What about the misery? Can we, what are you talking about, man? The misery. What about the misery? What well, about well, the addiction well, well, that follows? Keep, so, okay. Keeping it illegal we, we, is going to solve that. Are you, are you we, we crazy? Get, have you lost your mind? Have you lost your mind? Do you want to say... I lived in Holland. I lived in Holland. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I lived in Holland. And they were quite relaxed about drugs. And they put no, less problems with drugs than they do that's here. I can tell you that. That's I can tell you that. It's not, I lived that's there for 14 years, pal. But but Norman, you know as well as I do that Holland are trying to shake off that reputation they have as somewhere you go for a weekend to smoke gear. Yeah. You know, they they don't want that either. And Spain doesn't want to have the place where it's a cheap drink. They want to shake off the Irish and the English. The Irish and the English should go over to okay, Spain. Okay, but, okay. Well, I, I don't have much time. So, Norman, getting back to legalising, yeah. you said it would take the profits away from the, from the criminals, right? I'm, I'm not denying yeah, that. Yeah. But address what yeah. John has said. What about the misery drugs causes? You're saying that making them illegal won't make a difference, whereas some people will tell you, or some experts will say, that having them illegal yeah. does deter some people from taking drugs. It does, yeah. But, but, no, education. You need to educate people that the dangers of drugs, wherever they are. There, there's, there's no also quality control. There's no quality control. You have the Listen, it's something. It's something is It's something. It's something. It's something. It's something is illegal. It's something. It's something is illegal today, and it's made legal tomorrow. It's obviously more people are going to fucking try it. Are you that fucking stupid? Okay. If, if you have no quality control, do you know how, like fentanyl, how many people that's killing in America? Do you know how many people that's killing? If you, have, if you have any idea what you're talking about, none. Fentanyl is killing loads you, of people. Hang on, John. Hang on, John. The dosage. Hang on, John. Listen. The dosing is very important in any drug. A lot of drugs coming in from China, chemical drugs. They're, they're highly potent. They're highly potent and will kill people. I'm aware There's of no that. There's no quality control. There's no quality control or anything. I'm aware of that. Would it not be better if we just didn't have them all together rather than having quality control? If we actually took the laws that we have seriously because we don't take them seriously. Because as I said at, at least 10 times today on the show, the guards will walk past people openly dealing in the city centre because we don't take the laws seriously. We have this idea that, sure, what's the point? Let's arrest them. Let's give them community service. Let's get them help while they're getting community service. I don't mind. But it should remain illegal. 
Norman, you've got kids. You don't want to see them taking cocaine or heroin, do you? No, no, I certainly don't. But yeah. if they come to me and oh, ask yeah, me, I'll give them advice oh, on it. Oh, yeah, just everyone else's kids can take it. Everyone else's children can take it, but not I didn't yours. say yeah, anybody. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say yeah, anybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't yeah, say yeah, that yeah, at all. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. say that at all. But anyway, but <laughs> there's... <laughs> but look, he had broke me on the other day saying about we've signed with some new agreement for... What's it called uh, for with NATO? I never heard of that. Which, 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 which are you talking about the WHO treaty? No, 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 no. The, 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 for the cables and and uh, oh, this is for to put the cables underground to protect the cables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was ages ago. I don't remember. I don't, huh? That was ages. I, ago. I don't remember. No, they were on Friday with uh, what Richard Bay Barrett and uh, yeah, no, no. Rofi for Finnegale. Oh, no, 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 I, I heard. I, I can't remember who I spoke to about that recently. Was it Adrian Weckler or? Um, uh, what's his name? Sean Power? Not Sean Power. What's his name? Oh, I can't remember his name. He's a security analyst. Uh, we spoke about that come back on the radio about five or six weeks ago. And I see the logic behind it, by the way. You yeah. know, because, because obviously the infrastructure, the cables that come across the Atlantic to Ireland, which basically feed the rest of Europe, we have a huge responsibility to because they those cables and that infrastructure could be a target. Of yeah. course, yeah, yeah. And, and we can't protect that. We need NATO to to do that for us. Yeah, we can't. No, no, I, I get that. I we understand. can't do that. Mm. We can't do that. But we, but we need all of that because if we didn't have that infrastructure, you wouldn't be listening to me right now. So we can't protect that. We need NATO to do that for us. We can't I protect it. We, we, we only have 7,000 men and women in the defence forces. Anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, and, you know, and in fairness, maybe there should be a group of people in the defence force, in the defence forces specifically to do that because they're well capable of doing it if they were given the job and we hired more of them and paid them properly for it. Uh, let me, okay, see, wait, Norman, just stay there. I just need to go to Sean before I finish up today. Hang on, no, I'm going way over time. Uh, no, or Sean, <laughs> stay, Norman, stay there. Sean, hi. Hi, um, I was actually just enjoying listening there, but I'm definitely coming at it from a different angle than the lads do. Oh, well, you're um, a young person. I, yeah. Exactly. I don't I don't think a lot of these people that are, you know, not involved in the nightlife, anything like that, are kind of qualified enough to, to speak on it because they've grown up in a different world. And that's mm-hmm. the truth. Like, for, for, for young people in Ireland today, if you go out into a nightclub in Dublin, right, if you go into a nightclub in Dublin, everybody's on cocaine, they're on ecstasy. Yeah. Some of them are, are on other things. It's, it'd be unusual. Yeah, but it, but that hasn't changed, Sean. I worked in nightclubs for twenty five years, and, and they were taking cocaine or ecstasy and poppers. Yeah, yeah. So um, basically, I do think stuff should be decriminalised because, um, like your man was saying, there you can control it. Everybody is doing cocaine now these days, right? Not everybody. Knows Not everybody. It's everybody. It's, it's being important. I'm telling you, the majority of young people are. It's it's Bullshit. it's quite. I've done it myself. Um, okay, give, give me an idea what you, know? you mean, Sean, as, as an older person, and maybe I don't have a great understanding of it, and I accept that. So yeah, when you when okay. you go out, you're, are you in college, yeah? Um, no, I'm graduating from college. Oh, okay. So yeah. uh, well, can I ask you how old you are? Um, I'm in my early 20s. Okay, so when you go out with your group of friends, or I say, I don't know, <laughs> have you got a group of 20, generally, you know, with different types of friends you go out with on a different regular basis to different clubs and bars yeah. or whatever? Yeah, a small group. Yeah. Honest. Okay. How many of them are taking? How many of them are taking cocaine? All of them. And are you? Oh, ta- and are you taking it? I I have taken it plenty of times now. I I don't really take it anymore, but I do okay. think it should be decriminalised because at least then you know yeah. what's being put into yeah. it. It's not like it's coming this from is, wherever, is, and then it's going through how many other people along the way. They're adding in whatever. So I don't think people are going to do it anyway because. They enjoy doing it. They think it's better than drinking. Some people don't like drinking on its own. 
So I really think it should be. But like, just because just because people are getting bad versions of it, or you know, with additives that are put into it that are quite dangerous to make the weight, doesn't mean we should legalize something just because it's badly done. That's not a reason to legalize something that's dangerous. It's not a reason to legalize it, but it just means that you have control over it because at the moment it's 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 not legal, but there's actually no control over it because why, why like anybody who wants drugs can text mm. Deco from around the corner. You can't even know what did you say, John? I said, you. I mean, the selfishness now that's out there in society, and if this is what's coming up now behind us, like the younger people, that they basically don't give a shit now, like, I mean, we'll take what we like, we'll do what we like, like, it's, to hell with society. John, 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 stop, please, please. We're heading for a day in this path now, my friend. Oh, God, man, man. So people who drink and get drunk and all that, that's but, okay. Well, let's, let, let's have a purge completely, so, and we'll say... Uh, we'll, it, it's it's uh, no longer illegal like, to rob shops or to kill people. Let's have Look, a complete call. So if I want to do any drugs, I can text a fella that's around the corner and I can get whatever I want in 10 minutes. There's no there's no issue with that. Any young person in Ireland can do that. They all have that capabilities. Everybody knows something. But I think that's really that sad, Sean. I think, you know, that we're in a... But, but mind you, Sean, that's no different to when I was 20. When I was 20, if you wanted to get, you know, a 10 spot of hash or whatever it was you wanted, everybody knew the pub to go to or the place to go to to get it. I know. I think it's more I think it's more widespread. Well, social media and communication has made it easier, of course, because mobile phones and everything else. Yeah, of course. And I, I mean, we didn't have mobile phones and dealers weren't sitting beside landlines, <laughs> you know. So, but what I'm saying is that, that that's certainly the communication has made it easier. But certainly in the 90s, when I worked in the nightclubs, ecstasy was rife. Uh, ecstasy and poppers would have been the big thing at the time. LSD and all those had kind of gone. And uh, now it's still ecstasy. I, the ecstasy is still there. And it's also, you know, things like cocaine. Uh, thankfully, not too much heroin, but some people move on then to heroin as well. But, Sean, the whole idea of taking drugs, the fact that it, no matter how clean or pure it might be, it's dangerous, Sean. So why would you want, want to legalize something that's dangerous? They, good. They, they don't care about the dangers associated. Like, I think everybody going out on their night out, they know that there's a, a danger involved in it, but they'll still go and do it anyway because it's going to make them feel good. Like, and I, I've been guilty of that myself. You know, I would enjoy it more, more than drinking, but at the end of the day, like, everybody has the, their own personal freedom to do what they want to do. Mm. That shouldn't be restricted, I don't think. Like, people are capable of making decisions for themselves. Education should be there. Like, there's better education coming out from the HSE now and stuff like ketamine and stuff like that and how to avoid, you know, side effects. So I really think stuff should be legislated, decriminalised. We can control the qualities. If someone wants to, to purchase something like that, they can be given, I don't know, a disclaimer, given some education. Whereas now, like, it's you're getting texts off whoever and it's like, I have this, there, this, there, there's deals on this. You know, and that's that's the way it is. Now. And and Sean, it's part of the problem for young people, you know, in their twenties nowadays going out, that taking cocaine is cheaper than drinking alcohol. hundred percent. You can buy you can buy an ecstasy for say, you know, five, ten euro, you can go out and take an ecstasy and mm. you know, buy bottles of water for the night, or you can go out and buy alcohol, which is now six like euro, seven, eight bites. euro yeah. for a pint. Yeah. If you want to buy doubles, you're you're looking at you know fifteen. If I go out with my girlfriend, let's just say we're paying you know thirty or forty euro around. That's crazy. You know? And that 
And that's what's your, girl, what's your girlfriend drinking, by the way? Is she gin? For that is, is way less bang for your book than what you're getting for everything else. Pardon the pun. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, no, I, I understand why young people would be attracted to it because of the cost factor involved and they can get out of their heads easier. And, and, and that was the same by the 90s, by the way. You could take ecstasy and come in and never buy a pint all night, just drink water. You know, people were doing that. I remember it. You know, but but ec- ecstasy is proven as well. Like if it's not adulterated and with stuff added into, oh, it's it, a killer. Like you, people have died taking ecstasy. But people die from ecstasy when they when they drink alcohol with it and they die from dehydration. There's no known overdoses from ecstasy. You know, you can die from dehydration on it if you're not educated properly going into it, which most people aren't because they're mm. getting deals off off a dealer. Like, but you know, well, do we remember? Stay there for a second because I want to bring Billy in as well. And I know Norman is still there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Billy, go ahead. Niall, how are you keeping? Uh, go ahead, Billy. I mean, th- this idea, okay, they've kicked it down the road for nine months, this idea of crimi- decriminalising um, drugs. I tell you what, I hope they never decriminalise them. And people like Sean there in their 20s and early 30s are directly funding criminality in this country. And they, oh, you know, just stop every time, oh every time he goes out and buys a bag of cocaine, that's going to the kin of him, oh, which man. makes him have blood on his hands for the murders that have happened in Dublin and across this country and across the world in the drug trade, the illegal drug trade. So, mm. now it should be shut down. Mm. To be honest, shut it down. It, okay, Any Sean, as a, as a young person, is that something you ever think of? You know, where the drugs are coming from? How many people died to get those drugs into your hands? Does that ever, do you ever consider that, Sean? He doesn't well, think about it. He doesn't give a fuck. Oh, hang on. You know, I think we should be given the option to, the only, it's going to happen either way. You get me as what I'm, I'm sorry, so I'm sorry, Sean. Well, if, if, if you, if you, you just decriminalise it, then you, re, you take the gangs and the profit out of the no, situation. No, you don't. Then the gang, yes, you do. You no, do. cigarettes are legal. We still have gangs selling them. Well, it's the same here with uh, with the minimum price for alcohol. All of a sudden, but the price is up. What are people doing now in Scotland and Norway? They're doing uh, illegal brewing. They're drinking illegal alcohol. Yeah, sorry, yeah. What, 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 okay, sorry, Billy. You wanted to say something to Sean there. I was, I was just saying. He said he he thinks about it, but he still goes out and gets his high. His high is more important than people's lives. That's just what he said. I think about it a hundred percent. But and the big but there is, I don't really care about other people that die during during the processing at, at or the die end of the day, as a direct as a direct result. And oh, some, some way or the you don't see as as a direct result. Like when you're going now, and you can ask any young person the same. But Sean, it's gonna it starts with one step. The only reason the money is going to step. Kind of hands you is choose, of government you choose not to do it. You choose not to do it. And you lead your friends out of doing it as well. And maybe, maybe it just starts to turn the tide. But if we legalize it, it validates the gangs. It validates what they're trying to do. It legalizes them. It won't. Well, I, I, I would agree that it validates I would say it takes away their main source of power, no, which no, is really what you want at the end of the day. Do, do, you th- do you think if they legalise cocaine tomorrow, the Kennehan's will go out of business? Yeah, I haven't a laugh, they'd probably, find, they'd, probably, they'd probably find somewhere else to go into. Oh, they'll, or they'll just bring in cheap, cheaper synthetic versions of it. Your main source of income, and you're, you're taking that away from them, and you're taking cannabis away from them, and you're taking ecstasy Tobac- away from them. Tobacco has, been, has been legal in this country since, since day dot when it, was, when it was introduced. There's still illegal tobacco sellers in this country. Are you telling me when drugs yeah. are legalised, it's going to go away? Yeah, illegal tobacco sellers aren't like the Kinnahans, are they? Like the Kinnahans are getting their money from cocaine, they're getting their money from I, heroin, they're getting their I don't, money I don't know about that, Sean. You know, cigarette, the, cig- the illegal cigarette trade in Ireland is huge. Absolutely huge. And, and, and I would, I'd be a betting man with the amount that's being imported if the Kinnahans don't have their, their mitts on it in some way, I'd be no, very, it's, very it's, surprised. It's the same thing about the, the illegal tobacco, because I know people who sell illegal tobacco, and as an ex-smoker myself, 
Like, I would never... I suppose it's a bit hypocritical. Jesus, Sean, you associate with a lot of criminality, kid. You associate with a lot of criminality. Well, look, this is the reality of growing up in an underprivileged area in Dublin that a lot of people... Ah, don't give me that bullshit. Don't give me that bullshit. You're telling telling me that you were were forced, someone had... No, I'm not saying that forced, but I'm saying there's societal norms now that more people haven't been exposed to. Societal norms. I I tell you what, none of my friends do cocaine. I'm not that much older than you. None of my friends do cocaine. I don't associate with people who do. So there's no societal norms for you. I was 16 in school people on, on their pre-devs and stuff like that. You were the odd mm-hmm. one out if you weren't doing that. I wasn't doing peer that. Peer pressure. That, Isn't it great that we all still give in to peer pressure and that's how it gets flipping started. And I tell you what, Sean, the health, the, health consequences, you know, you can, the health consequences of cocaine in this country have people not been... People can do their own research and make decisions for the, themselves. I, I tell you, know. you what, right? I, you, you said earlier on you don't take it anymore. I, I hope you I hope you mean that and you don't because the the health crisis that's going to come from cocaine in this country, we don't have a bloody clue how hard it's going to hit, how much it's going to cost, and the damage that it's going to do. And that is a fact. It is and huge. And I think it would be a lot less the damage that's caused if ninety oh, percent of the cocaine that people are doing aren't caught with God knows what, because like. But, it's been caught uh, how many lines along the way by dealers. Like, if it was actually just possibly, I don't know, manufacturers. I was going to say gobshites like you, but people like you, knowing how often it's cut on the way to your nose, are still taking it. You don't know what's yeah. in it, and you're still taking it. See, I mean, Sean, that was the reason, you know, as I said, I worked 25 years in the nightclub industry and it was offered to ecstasy every second night, every night of the week, there was people out of their heads in front of me saying, oh, here, do you want one? And I never did. I never did, Sean, because I always thought to myself, I'm the one who'll have the heart attack. I'm the one who'll get caught and lose his job. And second, lastly, I don't want to do it. Do you know what I mean? So it's about making sensible decisions in life. Now, I don't drink either, by the way. I'm not a drinker, but I don't have anything against people who drink socially. You know what I mean? But I've I've made bad choices. I smoke cigarettes. You know what I mean? Make sensible decisions. You have to make sensible. You have to have the freedom to make the sensible decisions yourself and have the education there. Like it's different now. Pure, but but but, but, yeah, but the line that got me there, Shama said you you were brought up in you know in a working class area, whatever it was, right? You know, so kind of it's almost automatic that you must do all these things. You know, it's like some sort of badge of honor if you work in a working class area. That's that's not a reason, Sean. I, no. I came from Edenmore. Edenmore was a rough housing estate. Rough housing estate. Uh, it's a council estate. I came from Edenmore. And a lot of people in Edenmore ended up in jail, by the way. But in saying that, I came from Edenmore. I didn't do it. I didn't do all of those things. Well, it was, it was different for your generation. Called it. Why? The big, thing there, the big thing that was going around the housing estates back then was heroin, which was a known killer. Today, hash. It, hash was huge. Heroin was yeah. huge. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, the Duns had just brought heroin into Ireland. Yeah, m- m- most of the most of the people at, 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 that I know would smoke hash, you know. And I think you're entitled to weigh up the benefits and the drawbacks of that. But there's certain things out there now, like hallucinogenics and stuff like that, which are proven not to kill. Like I said, with MDMA, if it's not adulterated, it's done correctly. There's no overdoses why, but, from it. Like, okay, 
But I, I, I personally don't agree with the legalisation of any mind-altering drugs. Anyway, unless it's by prescription. Uh, Billy, Norman, Sean, listen, thank you very much indeed. I've run out of time. I do apologise to you all. Uh, okay, loads and loads of texts, by the way, coming in. I don't have time to read them all out now. Um, Pete, as uh, no name call out, I'm in childcare. My building alone, two staff are high, high every day. They do nothing about it as their sector is so desperate for staff. Weed, they they smoke and go, they all go off and smoke weed during their lunch hour and come back high. You can smell it in the staff room. Uh, just management say nothing. Wow. And they work in care. Phew. Smoking cigs doesn't change your life or drink like drink or drugs. Well, it does. It has financially as a knock-on effect, and of course it changes your life because you could die from it. And it has a knock-on effect for society, of course, because we have to obviously treat you in hospital at some stage in your life. Uh, Legalise cannabis and draw a red line between it and other drugs that are more harmful. Cannabis can be used responsibly. Cocaine, heroin can't. I would disagree with you. Look, if you want to legalise cannabis, we could talk about that in a debate separately. But I don't believe it can be done responsibly. Um, if you're smoking cannabis, I'm talking about, it's still dangerous, of course. Uh, Jason says, if they're to legalise drugs, there should be an age limit on it. Uh, there's too many young lads out of it, crashing cars and causing havoc. I wouldn't agree with it at any age. Now, the members of the Citizens Assembly who are pushing for this should make a public statement. Should be a legal requirement whether they have ever used drugs. Uh, the reason why they're pushing this could be in the answer. Ray on WhatsApp. Good aunt, that's a good point, Ray, that you've raised there. Lots and lots of messages, by the way, coming in. Don't forget, we've gone way over time today, by the way. If you please, please support the show by going onto our website, nileboylan.com. That's nileboylan.com. And you can either donate or you can subscribe. This podcast will be up in about an hour's time. And uh, until then, have a great day. We shall talk to you again tomorrow at 12 o'clock. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.